informative, thought-provoking, factually correct. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to This Podcast is None of Those Things, starring Brian and Elliot. Coming to you from the Dirty Dina studio in Pasadena, Texas, here we go. Welcome everybody to This Podcast is None of Those Things. It's another episode of Over the Fence. It's me, Brian, with Elliot and my neighbor, Carol. Elliot and Carol are um, getting pretty hard into a bottle of wine, so it's getting to be a (laughs) lot of fun in here. And we left off, you guys were talking about the process of writing, and Carol was being very cagey about what her story is about. And trust me, folks. I, I will definitely be doing a review of this story, whether Carol likes it or not, when she's done and publishing, because the chapters she has sent me have been phenomenal. Now, but you, what? you guys are most, you, you, you are through that <laughs> bottle of wine. <laughs> is I do have other bottles of wine if we need them, right, and I'm, I'm kind of feeling like maybe I need to get a glass and pop a bottle <laughs> to join that party. Right no, 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 well, here's the thing, though. The, the name of this, the, the, the subtitle of this, cause of, of this segment is Two Authors and a Bottle of Wine. So it's, this podcast is none of those things, and Over the Fence... Two authors and a bottle of wine. <laughs> People were thinking you're talking about a little picket fancy Ross. <laughs> <laughs> no. So we haven't we have not evolved to actually being over the fence. It's it's on my list of goals to get a little tent to put up over the fence and we'll get that little would chairs. Be fun, it? It it would be. And outside. sit outside. Now the problem is until I would get that get around to doing that, it'll be ninety five degrees out and we'll be like greetings from the seventh circle of hell, also known as Texas <laughs> where it is hundred and five degrees in the shade with eight mosquitoes and bees. Eight hundred percent humidity. And oh oh what's that? Oh we lost Carol, she's been carried off by the mosquitoes. <laughs> like I the first the one thing that discussion I had with my wife was about this insect called a mosquito hawk which I didn't even know that it was a thing. It just looked like a, it like it looks like a mosquito, sounds like a mosquito, not a mosquito. I guess it actually eats mosquitoes. What is it though? I mean it's a bug. It's a bug. It's it a fine a bu- bug. It's I've bit. heard of that but I didn't know what it was. The thing is that though it's like I, see in Ohio we have mosquitoes and they're tiny. They're the size of like your thumbnail and that's it. That's Ohio. When I came down to Texas mosquitoes were like the size of of the Ohio dragonflies. And then you can been telling me that this other creature that's flying around that looks like that, it's not a mosquito, even though it looks like one, it's called a mosquito hawk. And when my wife told me that, I was just kind of, all right. And they've been a bunch of them here lately, because I've even had them getting into the house. Are they the mm. ones that look like mosquitoes, but they're really long? Mm-hmm. Oh, long yes. legs. Yes. They yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that's what they were. That's, that's what she told me. I was like, I was like, she's she's technically not from Texas. She was born in Virginia, but she's been grown. But she's grown up in Texas since she was three. So that as close to being a native Texan without being a native Texan you can possibly get, right? Yeah. So I just had nothing but take her word for it that that's what that was. So I was like, yeah, um, that's the reason why I had, I didn't have a pest guy come to the house. I had a lot of gecko lizards around the house like this is so and they would get around get in some way somehow because that's what they do they eat 
you know, all of the insects. Exactly. So, like, so, like, I'm doing it the natural way of fighting, you know, bugs and insects by letting their natural predators into the house and I, do what I they know do. You could do anything for those kind of for mosquito, and, you know, those anything like that in the house. I, mean, mm-hmm. I wish I knew because some of them are getting into mine. I open the door and they come in. Mm-hmm. They're right there at the door. Right. So, but you know, got married and wife wasn't into like. God's creation, killing God's creation inside the house. That's just going to be the battlefield. She's just not about that. So we got the pest control guy coming around doing his thing. So he can kill him. He can kill him. Like, yeah. I ain't know how it is. Happy wife, happy life. That type of deal. So that makes her happy. You know, like, that's not a hill I want to die on. Like, no, babe. Let, let the little gecko, gecko guy do his thing. You know, that look. That look. Now that I could not kill either. Yeah. I could not do that. I'll always take them outside. I mm. won't do that to them. I, they're more like, I don't know, like creatures and than mosquitoes that you swat. And just to kill a little lizard. Mm. Like Brian's called himself trying to join us now, y'all. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it's cold, too. We need more wine. I opened a fresh bottle. <laughs> this is a Pinot. Pinot <laughs> Grigio, right? Yeah. So it's not quite as sweet as that Moscato, but... Pretty darn tasty. Do you remember whenever you were living in West Houston near me, and there was a spot called Ventropolis? Yes. Remember that? And like, and I think they were one of the victims of the pandemic as well. I um, think they were probably victims of the owner hanging out and getting hammered all the time. Like, I never saw her sober. I only went there a couple times. Oh well, that too. That'll do it. But but the shame was the fact. See, Ventropolis was like a, was a wine bar, right? And in that side of town, the really they 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 were a unicorn because there really wasn't a lot of wine bars. There were bars, just not wine bars. The only other that side of town's weird though because it's like parts of West Houston are quite fancy, but then like a block later, it's very not fancy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so there was a and so the only the closest wine bar that they have to Ventrabas was in the town and country center, the town center now. It's called the tasting room, and that's like a full blown restaurant and all that. Well, what if you just what if you don't want to have a full blown meal? You just want to have a glass of wine and call it a day. Well, they were trying to save you from yourself by having full blown meals with your biz. Yeah, but you know. <laughs> well, what about just actual bars or places? I mean, don't they have just wine too? Yeah, the, but, but but the wine wasn't like the the wine that you get you would get from Vitropolis and also tasting room was a whole other level from the wine you would get at like a Molly's or. A, well, Packard. I mean, Molly's is a poor example, and so it would be Packard's, Packard's like mm. your neighborhood bars. The reason I, is there Molly's because isn't there Molly's in San Antonio? There's I, a couple Molly's. That's um, an Irish bar. I thought there was one in San Antonio. I've been there for years. Yeah, I'd like, I'd think, I like. I mean, I, I'm not really a connoisseur of Molly's, but Grandpa would be. But like, yeah, but the, but you know, the Molly's that he and I used to hang out with is still there. And I guess it's one of those things that if you know, for those of y'all that have listened to. Um, or watching Elliot Eats talked about the thing of like these places that survived the Hurricane Harvey, yes. the pandemic, and all that stuff like that. Then you have to be pretty good <laughs> at this point because like you were like you have to be sound financially. I, like so, listen, I enjoyed Molly's, but Molly's is a hole in the wall neighborhood bar. Mm-hmm. There's nothing special about Molly's. It's just a place to go drink, and they have dedicated customers and. They're they're a good bar for what they are, but they're not like like I'm not making a travel log episode about them. Oh no, not that. Not that. <laughs> There's a million neighborhood bars like that. You're you're the one that you like, Packard's, mm-hmm. which was what the heck was it called when I left that side? Avenue of Bar. Avenue Bar. Mm-hmm. They said they they had switched hands, changed hands before the Harvey. 
think it was like about a year before Harvey hit. The good addition to them that has happened has been the fact of having the taco truck outside of the the bar, which, thank you, COVID. I really do mean thank you, COVID, for that one. Because <laughs> that, that didn't happen. Because that was not happening. Had they had, they had, had it was like, why haven't y'all been doing this before? Do you really need to have to be shut down for quarantine purposes to get a taco truck outside? You could have been having this taco for Taco trucks are a big thing now. And there's oh, some good they're the food. Best. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, you need to do some Elliot's Eats and travel to taco trucks. Actually, I, might, I might do that. There actually is a place that um, Tamika and I went to last night that they do have a food truck. But this is, this is, what, this, this is what they advertise in their... Um, in the, in the oh, restaurant. I saw one of flipping patties. Flipping patties. And honestly, I was thinking about patty. I like to say, we can't flip patty. But like, but for the right burger, would. And I will say, their food was, their food was really, re- their food was really, really good. I mean, really good. They had crispy pork belly. Of course they did. Yes. And then they had, then, then, then they had a, you know, it was always like to try something unique, right? Which would be unique for me was actually a burger, but it wasn't beef; it was a smoked pork butt. Oh yeah! I mean, and they think they made their own bread there at the spot. Wow! Oh, yeah! Wow! It was nice. Brian might have to join you for that Elliot Seed episode. <laughs> yeah, like I, I had to go back and just to do it there because it was like this was I want to go back because, but I would recommend it if it's on Eldridge, close to like main major intersections would be Eldridge and Westheimer. You gotta go. Energy Corridor showing out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Y'all um, go to some interesting places to eat. I'm so local. You are so lucky that you have, you know, you're not afraid to go to other parts of Houston mm-hmm. to venture out. Well, you know, we, we, there's a burger place over on this side of town that he and I both like. What? Um, with the Oath of Sunburger. It's over in Baytown. What is it called? Sunburger. That's the way I need to be that. Yeah, huh. that's. And you know, and the thing is, the the, the motivation for me to go to that because I was I first ran across it when I was doing insurance sales out here, and there in Ohio there is a restaurant, the burger spot called Sun Burger, but it was S U M B U R G E R, and the owner just recently like said that they were going to retire. They've been open for seventy five years, and they're calling it quits. The pandemic kind of took it all out of them. They didn't have anyone to take it over, but my kudos to them. It's like politicians, leaders, public that it's a staple in Chillicothe, Ohio. But that being said, when I came across just even the in pronunciation sounded similar. Okay, some burger. Well, let me give it a shot. Man, that burger was that burger was nice. <laughs> I'm not. He knows I'm not a real big meat eater, but if there's a really good hamburger with a lot of stuff to drown out that I'm eating ground meat. Mm-hmm. Boy, I, I love a good hamburger. They would. They fall into that category. But they end up and they they cook the fries in like a peanut palm oil type of thing. It was like not the standard like McDonald's thing. It's not that at all. I mean, you can eat the fry. You can make a meal out of the fries for days. Well, I told him that this place on the Beltway is Bubba's. I think it's called Bubba's. Bubba's thirty three. Thirty three. That's what. It, <clears throat> yeah, because the thirty three stands for thirty three percent of all their meat is going to have bacon in it. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but they have. <laughs> they have actually. Yeah, Bubba's Ooh. is good. They've actually hosted the last two of the last three drafts for my work fantasy league. Yeah, they do, and they have a big. They, they have the sports bar thing to it, sort of. But the hamburgers, mm-hmm. they have this one. I told him on ciabatta bread. That's you know egg and bacon, 
Then they have the hamburger with the bacon and the egg. They have a nice oh. veggie burger, too. See, I, I told him I love veggie burgers. Mm. Well, the, actually, in, 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 in the Silver Film Pete's, they had a burger that, you know, like you would like to put a that egg on top of a burger? Because that's a necessary thing. They have that. It's, a, it's that Filipino twist on stuff. And you know what I really like? The service was nice. And so, Carol, in the last episode, we talked about kind of your inspiration and a little bit of the process. And you you had mentioned a couple episodes ago that you write a lot of historical fiction. Yes. And so... What eras are you really into writing? So far, um, this is published and unpublished. Um, so far, I think my favorite, which I have not ever been published in, but I love, is the 40s. I love World War II era. But anything from the 20s to the 30s to the 40s, I love it. I mean, I just kind of like if you had another life, you feel like you would have been back then. You know, you feel like you just know it real well. Yeah, well, yeah, because you're into like the old school movie stars and yeah. the silent films and all that stuff. So yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, um, you turned me on to um, was it James James McElroy or McElroy? James Mac, Mac- Oh yeah, the um, American James tabloid. Elroy, yeah. James Elroy. Uh-huh. Um, and that was in the '60s, yes. but it was very very cool book. Um, folks, if you haven't read it, I do recommend American Tabloid. And there's an interesting tie-in to you for that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because you um, you got your pen name from that book. I did. As a matter of fact, I forgot all about that until you had asked me one time. Because the Vastine, well, the, the pen name is Vastine Bondurant. But the Vastine had come from where I used to work. We had a customer who actually was a man whose name was Vastine. And... Then the, the name Bondurant came from that novel. See, everybody thinks it's from that movie, Lawless, the Bondurants, but actually it's from the American tabloid. Big Pete Bondurant. Mm-hmm. I just like the sound of that name. <laughs> it had a vintage feel to it. Right? Absolutely. Can somebody pass me the vino? I'm, I'm going to lean in. We're just going to have a wine day. It's, it's all right. And I forget the, this was the small size of this one. It had a much larger, but... I, I'm going to get the larger next time. It's, it's good for inspiration. And you were right. I really need to drink this one I'm writing sometime. Uh, right? It really is loose you. <laughs> well, people kept telling me that. A girl told me one time, you know, a friend, oh, girl, you need to get some wine and just see what words come out. And I did, but all I did was just like snore at the computer. <laughs> just fell asleep. It just put me. But this is like sometimes it's stimulating, though, instead. I guess it depends on what else you've had or how much coffee. Right. It's working today. You had told me a story one time. We talked about about reviews and critics and stuff. Yeah. You had told me a story one time about a review that you got on something. Oh, Ellie, you will love this. You know the one I'm talking about? Yes. (laughs) Tell the story because it's hilarious. I mean, it's like reviews. I mean, they're... If they catch you up, you can't use them. There are life's blood or they're just... And you really have to be open-minded about it and just grain of salt. Because I had one, one time, uh, of a very short self-published book, and it was just a tiny, tiny novella. Well, this reviewer hated so much about the, the review was actually longer almost than the book was. And it's, you know, but they go out of their way 
But I told him my biggest answer. Have you you've heard of that Southern author, that Flannery O'Connor? I think so. She's uh, her answer to this one time was that I thought this is the perfect attitude to have. She had a reader that told her. She said, "You know, well, your book left a bad taste in my mouth." And she, her comment was perfection. She says, "Well, you weren't supposed to eat the book." <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, yes. That's the attitude. You can't take it to heart. Mm-hmm. But this this was so hateful. It, there was nothing this person did not cover that they did not like about it. And Was she the one that counted? Oh, another one. <sighs> yeah. Another one in uh, one of my more contemporary stories. She went to the trouble of a 210-page book to count how many times the characters cried. She counted it. That's a book report. That's not a, you know, that's a research paper. That is not a review. <laughs> See, like, and then how do you do that? Like, are you sitting yeah, there reading? how do you reading? count that? <laughs> are you sitting there reading with, like, a clicker, like the doorman at a nightclub uses? A 210-page book. That would take you years to go through. Yeah. To comb through that book to get that. Well, I mean, not necessarily. I mean, if they only cry twice, then it wouldn't take you that long. But you had to. But you'd have, have to, to finish read the, the whole book, book, and you'd be have to be counting, right? And 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 like, and Lord help you if you miss a page. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, more than that. How statistically accurate was this? Was she just guessing, or did I don't she, know? I never counted. Did she have little tick marks? She was just ticking well, off. Here's I mean, the funny thing. Okay, on Kindle, you can take a word and, mm. and find how many times there is. Mm. However. If you're going to mention crying, you don't always use that word. You say weeping. Yeah, anything. Or sobbing. Words you could, yeah. But somehow, you could be crying out and not be crying. Right. Um, unless they were counting words like tears or... They or, just used control F. Yeah, but, uh-huh. <laughs> right, but, 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 but if one of the tears are tears of joy... Yeah, exactly. Well, that, could be a, well, that was bad, too, apparently. Uh, <laughs> all right, so, so, so basically people are not supposed to have any emotion whatsoever. Like in a work of fiction Apparently that was, I'm not. assuming, it was a romantic work of fiction. Yeah. So well, like, all about emotions. Like it's it's a whole book about catching the I feels. Mean, <laughs> I mean, that's what it's supposed to be. <laughs> I, like, I mean, I'm telling you. I like. I remember I was so irritated one time. I I, I got a review and I had to like. This is back when I was doing the self published thing. And like, and was, I don't, I don't. Not doing self-publishing because that's whatever it takes to get you out there first initially, do what you got to do. But end up getting reviews that I couldn't use because the the individual like was like, um, he didn't trash it, but then it was like he was he was like okay, this is, he said something about some of the poems like seeming more like something you would say around family and not really out on a poetry circuit or something like that. I'm like, are you serious? See, that's the kind of thing. I'm like I like I've I've always been and like and I've always been clear. I don't know about y'all's family, but we don't do poetry readings at my no, family right, functions. Right. Right. So I, but the whole wild thing is that I, I just was like <laughs> we don't either. Maybe <laughs> one <laughs> fish, blue fish, red fish. Right. See, and I, I just was like the whole my whole notion was. <laughs> I was like, no, that's a line. I already flubbed that See? thing. <laughs> See, I told the I told the post. I told the zebras. I was like, you know, I can't use this. All this that was the limit is going in is like I can't use this at all because like, where where, where is he going? You know, with this, and like, and I'm not an angry poet. I might write about something that might have irritated me, something like that. But I like you see, and I say angry poet in the sense of like when you listen to the spoken words or deaf poetry jams or anything like that. A lot of those, a lot of those individuals, they're writing from a very 
angry place. Not just a dark place. They just come off like if we're having a conversation, most of the conversation is going to be yelling and they want to like take a baseball bat to somebody because they were really broken hearted and hurt. Elliot's going to be on the Deaf Comedy Jam, but it's going to be spelled D-E-A-F. But see, because what he I just don't can't hear shit. How you, can, <laughs> how you can criticize a person in a poetry. Mm. It's so personal. How, I mean, how do you go about finding criticism for it? I feel like... It's not like you... I don't get that. I wonder how many reviewers are people that wish they were authors. Oh, I can tell you. Probably a ton. And, and because they couldn't figure it out, they stay writing adjacent by just shitting on other people's work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's like when, we, when Brian and I have done the LA Eats, even when we've gone to like talk about restaurants and stuff like that, I purposely, you know, we both purposely do not talk about. We went to a restaurant and we didn't like what they like, like the food or didn't, you know, like the service. We don't bash the recipes, we just don't talk about them. Exactly. You know, like, you know, we talk, but we don't talk about the ones that were if you're good enough that we were going to talk about you here, boom, that's it. And I wish that it was like that across the board in these other. You know zones because everybody has their own different take about like what is actually what would actually be good and what you know what would exactly. be exactly it's, it's so personal and it's like it, the only thing I think that I can agree when I see somebody criticize is like they'll something should have been edited better or it should have I, I just I, I'm like you I won't do a bad review unless it's an author that's like has like you, you look they're super famous and they got like 400,000 reviews then then I won't feel so bad because nobody's ever going to see mine anyway but if somebody that's that's a new especially a new artist or something I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. I will only I will if I care about it and I like it I want people to read it but I will not do a bad review I just can't that's right ladies and gentlemen this podcast is number is none of those things is emotionally supportive. We're here for you. We'll so you if you hug. want us to review something... <laughs> We're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> we won't whine about it, but we'll drink wine about oh, it. <laughs> There's a good one. That was good. <laughs> Speaking as I'm drinking my wine. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I'm so glad y'all shared it. I don't think I could have done much more than Join in the, the wine party. Yeah. No, it's a tough thing. It's tough. It is. And, and you, you just wish you could tell newer people. And I'm considered new myself, and I've already learned the hard way. I mean, don't take it personally. Mm-hmm. Take that Flannery O'Connor attitude where you weren't supposed to eat it. You know, it's like, I mean, mm-hmm. joke about it. It's like you get such mixed ones. Mm-hmm. Somebody will hate its guts and do that famous two star or one star on mm-hmm. Goodreads. Mm-hmm. Goodreads is a cursed place. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I'm not saying that from wine. I'm saying that's just the truth. You know, it's just, it's a I'm cursed try, place. I try, I try to stay clear of it. People don't know to stay clear of it. In vino es veritas. I See? think it's how you say that. See? what In wine, <laughs> okay. is, in wine is truth. No, this is like apparently <laughs> so. That's why you were right. I'm glad we brought the wine. <laughs> like, in, in Brian and Ellie's lingo, it's hold up. Wait. You notice he just did the wait himself. He wouldn't even wait for me to do it because I won't. What is that? It's a, it's a, it's a, old, it's a, it's a clip from an old song. Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of hold up. Wait. <laughs> he likes it a lot more than I do. It sounds good to me. I don't know what it is. But it's like, it's like, oh, oh, oh. On another, in a future episode of this podcast, another thing is like, um, Across the Fence. 
We'll play we'll play the, that little clip of that song. No, we won't okay. because we don't have the rights. For well, the licensing for the licensing persons. No, we were the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> we just talked about your story about your cover what two episodes ago. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Oh. Well, that's a good point because in one of my books, I was going to use a line just, and I was going to mention Bruce Springsteen's "I'm on Fire." I had to get permission to just that I could. Could you use the title or any of the words? You almost got burned. No, I didn't. But they had they had to before they could do it. They had to make sure you could yeah. do it. Yeah. Because some things you can't touch them. Edition of the Roller in the Night. Okay. So. Oh, yeah, really? so the really the more famous version of Blinded by the Light is the Manfred Mann Earth Band one. Huh? But Springsteen did do it. He did. I believe he did it first. Manfred Mann. Now, what have I heard? That's back from my day. Yeah. And Mighty Quinn, wasn't it? Mighty Quinn, that was a movie with Desa Washington. No, it was a song. It was a song. <laughs> but Manfred Mann like Earth Band Quinn. was Blinded was by the Light. Man. It might have been. I can't remember, but there was a song called Mighty Quinn from the... So there's a, so so Day. now I tell you this much now this this is the wine talking but it's influencing. Let me get this straight. You're right. It is. Oh what? Mighty so Quinn is an album. Is a song by is a song for man. Is a song, but it's also a movie. No, you're right. There is a Mighty Quinn. There is. Well, I was so surprised when I found out Desert Watch that did that movie because I had a crush on Shirley Ralph when I was a boy. His I think you have a crush on Denzel oh. Washington. I mean. Who doesn't want to be Denzel Washington? I mean, listen, I'm not judging it. I'm just saying. Hey, look, you know what, though? Reality, <laughs> though, I know. You know, you know what the reason why that man never was, you know, all the actors that have been in, in a big name like him for years in Hollywood, he's, the reason why he never acted crazy and whenever, you know, stories of him being unfaithful to his wife, I saw that play out. I saw this play out, the reason why. Because his son was playing football, all right? And his wife was in the end zone. Denzel Washington was in the end zone, at the end of the end zone, right? And the son was running, trying to, uh, whatever. They were, the, the player was scored a touchdown. Not their son, but anyway. But the lineman plowed into Denzel Washington's wife full speed ahead. Like 300-pound man, just boom, right? Yeah. She got up like the undertaker. Like, it didn't phase her at all. She got up, <laughs> dusted the leaves off, and then we're back to cheering like, yeah, baby, yeah. I'm like, that's the reason why Denzel never cheated. Because that woman, <laughs> like, like, I can only imagine if, that, if there was a story that came out that Denzel was unfaithful, whatever. He goes, we were, nah. That, and that story would come out afterwards because she'd have killed him. Denzel's obituary. <laughs> like, why did Denzel die? But who can't lie to him? Seriously. He's smooth. Ooh, he is. Yeah. He has this walk. I just show some acting. Nobody so. can walk by Denzel Washington. I mean, he has this walk. Maybe someday Elliot will be in a movie with him. Well, yeah, I'm speaking a, of Elliot, I'm a, Elliot, I, I, see, he keeps talking about that picture of you. And he's laughing about that picture of you in your movie. Oh, Van I, I love that picture. Yeah, and, the and one where you look like you're holding a fart in. Don't to me. He's <laughs> very handsome. Oh, thank you. That's, that picture. Can you believe I was like eighty pounds heavier in that photo? Well, I wouldn't have get. I mean, because it's just your face. It's hard to tell. Listen, handsome people fart too. I liked it. Thank you, thank you. My cousin was the one that's that. I guess he has. He's an engineer. Has some tech to be able to still to stop the thing and took the picture because that was not supplied by the director. Call the pause button, Elliot. 
Huh? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but but they like saying that. I didn't know anything about that. At least you could like pause it and take a picture. You, you press the buttons on both sides of your phone and it takes a picture of the screen. Yeah, I didn't know that at the time. <laughs> I guess finally, because Brian just told me this right now. I didn't even know how that was done. Like, so when he did it, but he did it. Jim Ricker, my cousin. Love you, Jim. I thought the picture was, was very handsome. Cousin Jim, I thank you for that picture because I've made many memes to send he to has, Elliot from I've it. I've defended you every time. <laughs> he has. I've been there to defend you because I like that picture. Shame on you. What are best friends for but the bust each other's unfortunately. Like like here's the thing, when we get back we we go through what we go through through during the course of the week and because we're you know, 'cause we're not southerners, we're we're Yankees and so You're a Midwesterner. I, I'm a Yankee, I'm a northerner. I'm a couple, I, in fact my area gets a lot colder than yours. Uh but we actually um be the breath of fresh air when we start dealing with each other because we start Chopping at each other with that's, the bluntness and the it's cool that you can all the professionalism that we have to force out of ourselves all week at work. Uh, like it's so cool that you can though. That mm. That's what friends do. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Get ready, Elliot, because he told me that one of our podcasts we're going to talk about sex in fiction. One of my pet subjects. I would love to have that discussion. And See, you know what? You'll take it on. Here's what's going to happen. That was a great tease, Carol. Because what we're going to do <laughs> is in our next Over the Fence episode, we are going to talk about sex in fiction. But right now, I want to say thank you, everybody, for listening to this podcast as one of those things. For our Over the Fence specials, we are having a ball recording these. Carol has been awesome. Carol, thank you. Thank you, guys. And thank you for that excellent tease. Because we're going to. Denzel and Brian, <laughs> aka Marty. Like, thank y'all. If I could have this, if I could have Denzel's aka check, I would be going. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, I'll take Marty's aka ten percent. <laughs> if you can get me out there, Marty, I will pay. <laughs> so. Before we go too deep into the other stuff, <laughs> like our page on Facebook. We post a lot of stuff on there, links to the episodes, and also Elliot Eats. We also just post some random shenanigans. Elliot does, in fact, want to always get Godzilla and King Kong on the Facebook page. Does showing up on the 31st. We're going to get to that. I love King Kong. And follow us on Twitter. And listen at anchor.fm. You can leave comments as a listener on Anchor, and we will get them. And if you want to put something that you want us to talk about, or you have an opinion on something that you want to be included in the podcast, send us a message on Anchor. We can we can actually, we'll get those recordings, and we can actually put them in the episodes. And we're also on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. And I have verified these, by the way. Um, if you are using Spotify and Google Podcasts, please hit that subscribe button. That way, when a new episode comes out, you're not depending on me and Elliot announcing it on Facebook. And Carol. Carol has been the champion of the podcast. So, thank you very much. And we will catch you with the next episode.